Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and today I'm talking to Edmonton's mayor, Don Iveson, who's a bit of a blogger in his own right and a politician who knows his way around Twitter. Welcome. Thanks, Karen. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Storytelling and Time Management, Tips, Tools, and Tactics, a workshop that I'm putting on with Ashley Jansen of Agile Style on April 28th, and you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, Mayor Iveson, so tell me, why did you start blogging? Well, I actually had a blog back uh, in you know more than 10 years ago before I was involved in politics, and it was terrible. It was just <laughs> a place where I put random thoughts that, thank goodness, no longer exists on the Internet, and I don't even think you could find it on Wayback, but it was sort of musings about politics, and it wasn't terribly good. But, uh, but it was a chance to write, and it was a chance to um, stimulate debate and... Uh, uh, and that's what I think you know. Anyone who's who's public policy inclined wants to do on some level. And so the democratization of the tools was sort of just starting. Then people were really starting to experiment with them. And um, then when I uh, ran for council initially, obviously we had a number of different social media tools at our disposal that we were using. And and blogging we found was a way to. Um, talk about complex issues uh, in longer form than other platforms um, allowed for. How common is it for um, mayors of your acquaintance to have their own blog that they write themselves? I think a number of us are doing it. I think Mayor Nenshi's been uh, uh, doing it for some time as well. Um, And I think uh, a number of other mayors uh, will post things that are blog-like. And and it's sort of, you know, some of us have different approaches to it. Some of us do it sort of on city websites and some of us, I tend to keep it uh, separate on my own um, uh, political website just so that I don't have to jump back and forth between political and, and official um, uh, city business. It's Mm -hmm. just easier to keep everything separate on the, on the political side of the line. Um, so, is that, so is that what the, the reason for the disclaimer that says yeah. no taxpayer dollars were hurt or harmed in the making of this blog? Yeah, we, we put that on there because there was a vigorous debate uh, four or five years ago when sort of everybody on city council said, I got to have a website, I guess, and I got to have a blog or something. And, and people were just trying to wrap their heads around these tools. And so there was a big push to um, increase the resources to councillors to develop that, the, that material. And um, I just saw a potential for conflict where all of a sudden all of this public money is being sent uh, or spent um, to build collateral that is ultimately political and, and, and ultimately, you know, what do you do? Do you take it down during an election? And I just thought it's just easier to keep it separate. You know, I worry about the costs. Uh, of of the hosting and everything on on my own or their campaign expenditures and campaign years and it's just easier to keep it separate so um, so it's an independent part of, of of my identity my brand and the the city's not responsible for paying for any of it right um, another interesting thing that you've been doing is convening bloggers around budget time to let them ask you questions about it why do you do that because there's real wisdom um, in the blogging community, and I think you see that in in their commentary on different issues that happen at City Hall, and it's an it's an emerging kind of um, citizen journalism, and and when you have active citizens who are taking their own time uh, as volunteers, basically to to try to educate themselves about these issues and comment on them, um, 
I thought it would be great to actually bring them in and, and answer questions. You know, we do this with the mainstream media all the time. We do editorial boards. And so they're an annual editorial board with um, some of the more prominent bloggers in the community. Um, seemed like a fun thing to do. And it's it's been great. Like I said, the questions are brilliant. They come a little bit outside the day-to-day -day, um, and, and, you know, whatever's peaking uh, the mainstream interest at City Hall. And so I think you can go a bit deeper that way. And, and uh, so I relish the opportunity. Just talking about um, mainstream media, there's been a shrinkage and a consolidation of newsrooms locally. What effect do you think that has on civic politics and the city as a whole? Well, I'm, I'm concerned about it uh, because even in the time that I've been here, which is coming up on nine years now, uh, you know, the the amount of time that reporters have has diminished, the number of reporters has diminished, and yet the complexity of what the city is dealing with has, has only grown over that same period of time. And so the ability to actually dive deep, uh, to look into the background on stories, and even just, frankly, to fact check. I mean, the, the number of errors that are going through now um, that we're now doing the fact checking, you know, it's our office contacting the, the producers or the web desk of Media Outlet X to say, hey, you, by the way, you have this wrong and that that didn't used to happen in the same frequency to which it happens now and I don't I don't chalk that up at all to to a failure on the part of the journalists themselves I think their ethics are strong in that regard it's it's a question of time and expectation uh, and clearly um, they're now being expected to not file at the end of the day after working you know chasing the whole thing down they're being expected to file five minutes after it happens so that you know there's punctuation missing these yeah. days and you know it's, it's kind of sad if you care about punctuation <laughs> um, and uh, but but you know the deeper question there is you know what's going by unreported um, in in a in an environment like that and what sort of context is missing in terms of the deeper background or or uh, you know the to and fro of a vigorous debate on council that's that's robust and where you have strongly articulated um, opposing positions that uh, you know are kind of reduced to the two loudest voices as opposed to the real nuance of of what council considers because council can sort of look ridiculous that way. I mean it's it's it looks like noise when you have a two hour debate distilled into you know the the two most quote worthy um, sound bites. Now that that. That's always been a little bit the case, but yeah. so I think it's the the depth uh, and the background that is potentially suffering, and and um, and then just uh, reporting on the dynamics and having the relationships and the trust with with reporters who are consistently here over time to get the background and and are, like I said, sort of understand the backstory a little bit. I think all of that's diminished, unfortunately, with the contraction and the in the press, and, and I don't, I'm not sure that serves the public at all. Uh, switching gears to social media, how does your social media um, consumption and production, how has it changed since you become mayor compared to when you were a counselor or even a candidate? Well, I had to, uh, I had to give up Facebook, just the volume. I, I couldn't deal with it myself, and um, I mean, it's kind of the saving grace of Twitter. It's its limitation, too, that you're limited to 140 characters, but it's still digestible, right? And so you can kind of, even if the volume's up, the, um, uh, you know, the individual tweet is, is what it is, and sometimes you click on a link and so on and so forth. But it's kind of manageable, barely. It's yeah. barely manageable. Um, but, uh, but Facebook was just out of control. And so we had to convert it from my own personal page to uh, a page that's um, managed by the office, 
and that's distinct from the campaign page, which which is sort of dormant right now and off on its own. But so there's an office page, and it's important um, that we be able to provide rapid response there because so many people want to access. Um, uh, constituency services or engage in public policy discussion through Facebook because um, it's way more prominently used than than Twitter obviously and so um, that actually requires you know staff attention in the office to be able to serve citizens adequately and so it's unfortunate that I, I don't really uh, have bandwidth to personally engage with it anymore and so my um, you know my last toehold of that is really the uh, is really Twitter, and then a little bit of interaction around the blog, though that's a little more episodic. The uh, Twitter is sort of still the daily um, connection point, though that's shifted too, quite frankly, because um, the the volume is up, and and when you're the mayor, you're sort of an easier um, flashpoint for people's frustrations. And so, I was wondering, <laughs> like, how do you handle what must be kind of a steady stream of negativity some days? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to take it personally in the sense that it's, it's primarily directed at the office. And I try to remind myself that that same feedback about the things that people are frustrated about would, would be coming no matter who holds the office. So I try not to take it personally. I'm not always successful with that, but I try to see it in that light. And, uh, you know, I do try to understand that that um, this is feedback from citizens about things that they are frustrated about. And so while I'm not going to respond individually, particularly if someone is swearing at me about issue X, you know, it, it's sort of um, one of many inputs into my sense of where we can do better as a city. And um, so it's, it's part of a, you know, it's one dial on a dashboard of, of input that I get from people. But it's fairly unfiltered, which is good and bad. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the the positive stuff and the uh, um, you know the the really personal interactions with people and uh, the engagement about issues of real policy and the ability to sort of direct people to answers or to where they can get an answer from um, and provide people a little bit of personal service that way. I think that more than offsets the the sort of other underbelly of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, my last question before we head into recommendations is we both came out of the gateway and the gateway is undergoing some changes. They're mm -hmm. switching, they're ending. By the time this air they will airs, they will have issued their last print newspaper and they're switching to monthly magazine and uh, and a daily website. What do you think of that change? Well, I'm thinking I'm really glad I got out of newspapers about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, but it's 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 sad, obviously, and especially if if you worked there and if you produced labored to produce the paper on press nights and and I even uh, delivered the newspaper one year. So I was literally the ink stained wretch. Like yes. I had, <laughs> had news, uh, you know, uh, newspaper ink uh, on my knuckles from carrying around bundles of newspapers. So the the visceral loss of the the physical printed product is is. Um, yeah, I'm still struggling with that and the smell of newsprint I still, you know, kind of have an affinity for. And so all of that, um, uh, all of that I'm sort of grappling with as these shifts are happening. But on the other hand, we kind of saw it coming too. And we were afraid, I think, to see that it was coming for a long time. And so, you know, I applaud the paper for, for being creative about thinking about how to meet its other mandate besides just producing a newspaper, which is, how does it connect community and how does it support um, students at the U of A who want to learn more about 
the craft of, of covering the news and being a part of the public conversation um, and uh, providing journalistic and, and editorial um, voices for students um, uh, on issues that, that affect them on, in their community on campus and that they're trying to find a way to continue to do that that's relevant to the expectations of you know media consumers in the in the 21st century. So, so I applaud them for 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 shifting and making a bold choice there. But but yeah, there'll be an absolutely part of me that's sad when the <laughs> last newspaper comes out. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear a little bit more from Mayor Don Iveson. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by it workshop that I'm putting on with Ashley Jansen of Agile Style. It's called Storytelling and Time Management, Tips, Tools, and Tactics. It's happening on April 28th, and Ashley is here with me to help me tell you more about it. What are we doing on April 28th? So we're putting on a two and a half hour workshop that's going to be centered around storytelling and getting your story out to the media and time management tactics to make sure you can actually do it. And why are we doing this? Uh, because we have expertise in both of these fields. Uh, we think that people have interesting stories to tell, and there's a lot of competition out there, so we think it would be helpful to uh, get people the attention they need through different media producers and stand out in the crowd and also give them the tools to figure out the best way to do that. So we're kind of using our superpowers. I've got the journalism background where I'm using my storytelling ability and, and knowing what catches the eye of a reporter and how to frame that so that you can get some earned media. What's your superpower? My superpower is finding structure and chaos. So I'm very good at organizing and uh, creating ways to manage your time better and with more intention. How can people get in on this excellent sounding workshop? So you can register uh, at our Eventbrite link, which is karenandashley.eventbrite.ca. And just remind us when and where it's happening. It will be on April 28th from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And we will be in the Melton Building, which is on 103rd Street and Jasper Avenue. Uh, and it will be on the third floor in the main boardroom. So if you're interested, visit karenandashley.eventbrite.ca. We look forward to seeing you. All right, we're back. So what local blogs do you like to read? Well, I think Dave Berta is, uh, is sort of a staple for everybody, and that's, that's where I go to for a little bit of commentary of what's going on in political dynamics, particularly provincial uh, politics. But, but Dave's on top of just about everything, so, uh, so that's, that's my go-to for, for local, local blogs. Excellent. Um, my last question is, what advice do you have for current or aspiring politicians who might be contemplating communicating with the people directly through a blog or social media? Oh, never blog about anything or tweet about anything interesting and, and <laughs> don't ever do anything interesting because someone will try to use it against you <laughs> one day. No, I, obviously I'm kidding. I mean, but it's it's tough because, you know, one one uh, one one just even misplaced sentiment can come back to haunt you later because everything is archived now. And, and I, I somehow hope actually that doesn't diminish people's creativity or their ability to, to take risks and take hard positions on things. Um, cause that's actually what we need. We, we don't need people who are going to play it safe all the time. We need people of, of substance and of conviction who are going to step forward for public service. So, uh, it's hard to be that. And, and, uh, and also be sort of a fun, lively, imperfect human being on social media. And yet, at the end of the day, that's actually what people want. So uh, I think, because that's what people are. So, um, so you yeah, have to govern yourself accordingly, as was once said. Um, 
to Dave Verda, actually, uh, to <laughs> Dave. But um, so, yeah, I, I guess uh, be yourself, but but remember that this could all get used against you in the future as well. Wise words. Thank you so much for talking to me today. My pleasure. This was fun. Uh, visit doniveson.ca to see the mayor's thoughts on various issues of the day. He's been on a bit of a spree lately, so you'll see a couple of blog posts recently. Um, you can also find him on Twitter, at Don Iveson, and his Facebook page, which is managed by his staff, but I'm sure read by you sometimes, yes, <laughs> is facebook.com slash Don Iveson. These links and the mayor's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandherdyeg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandherdyeg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts, updates on the podcast network, and upcoming meetups. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.